Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old School Jay Foreman in Austin today on a winter mix Thursday. We appreciate you guys texting in. Uh, unknown caller or unknown texter. Northwestern will be a big game. Quality win. Um, At home against a good opponent. That is true. Northwestern finds a way. They got my man Boo Booey. He has one of the best names ever. Boo Booey? Yeah. Um, but he's tough, too. He's a really good guard. So, And they're well-coached. NCAA tournament team. Won a game last year. Give it up to, you know, Coach Collins. Obviously, you know, uh, coming from Duke. Uh, has brought that Coach K type of mentality. And, and, you know, the one thing I will say about uh, Collins as a coach, taking that Northwestern job when he did was seemed like, all right, if you want to be a head coach, here's the the worst of the worst. <laughs> no complaints, consistent builder of the program, and now he has them really playing good basketball, and he can go recruit anybody now. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt, he can. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to be t- – they're good. And they're tough. Mm-hmm. They're a veteran team. Well coached, but I think Nebraska has the kryptonite for him as well. I, you sure hope so. My question with that is, I mean, you know, Northwestern being in Chicago, Evanston, DePaul sucks. Yeah. DePaul is so bad, and that job has not been a good one for a while. Like, is, Since there's Mark, Mark, be, Mark McGuire was there. Literally. That's yeah. the last time they were any good. Like, yeah. there's got to be a Chris Collins out there for DePaul, right? You got to find it. And in those schools, um, a lot like football, right? You got to like find the coach that's willing to go there, build the program, has enough energy and is a I call it the a multi-level coach. And that's mm-hmm. how right? You 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 know say like if it was me, right? Not me personally, but just a defensive guy. One I can coach defense, there's somebody I can turn over in defense. I know enough about offense that I go and pick a really good offensive coordinator that I know that will give defenses problems. Then obviously you got to recruit and all that stuff. And also not get the big head where you just have a little bit of success and you're out of there. And if you really embrace that job, I think of the biggest problem in coaching these days, and you see it, and we're, we're about to start talking about the NFL, is coaches not in, embracing the opportunity. There's a lot of the things I've seen over from coaches over the years, and, and listen, I, w- I guess before I get into this, I will say that, <clears throat> I will say this. Coaching, administration, and all that, is a hard job. It's not easy. Just, yes, you they get fat paychecks. You know, they work hard too, most mm-hmm. of them, right? Um, it, but I, it, what I also know is it, it's a weird kind of mindset with coaches. Is You talk to a lot of coaches, they complain about the work, they complain about their job, but then they don't want anybody else to come in and help them do their job. It's the weirdest thing ever, mm-hmm. right? Like, I hate my job, I, it is this and this. You need some help? No, no, no. You you can't do this. Well, you obviously can't either, right? And um, and so I think that's all. When you think about basketball thing, when you think about uh, football as well, you have to embrace the job. I mean, listen. The, the one thing I learned from uh, Jerry Burns, who's um, godparent to me, he was he was really good to my dad. Big shout out to my dad. He got got some love for government from Governor Walls up in Minnesota. 
not getting political, but for when the governor goes to bat for you and says that, uh, you know, you should make the Hall of Fame, that, that's huge. But Jerry Burns was the originator, unbeknownst to a lot of people, of the West Coast offense. He was the offensive not coordinator. Not Bill Walsh, it ain't so. Yeah, that, yeah, he was the one that saw my dad. and My dad was like a wingback or something <laughs> in college. You know, like, they didn't have real receivers back then. You'd be the three-point stance. I think my dad played every position possible. I think I, t- I keep telling my dad, I said, only reason you went and did that because you knew that you were getting those envelopes from every single position. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and plus, Miami wasn't that good back then. Um, but he always was really good to my dad. So I was, well, I was a ball boy, you know. And so I, he talked to me, and I'd act like I'm listening. He was complaining because <laughs> he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, but he's like, you know, one thing about coaches, he's like, you get hired to get fired. They're ready to run you out of there. And that's, and if you know that, and a lot of times coaches don't make it or get fired because of outside pressure um maybe the one decision maker doesn't like you they want you out they want somebody else somebody else so you have to be okay with it and and not that you're going to be okay with it that you're going to just be woe is me but do mm-hmm. do the best job you can at the time year in and year out and it'll work out for you i do have to ask your experience as a ball boy like when you got to the nfl do you like look back and say like yeah i learned this lesson already yeah. as a ball boy yeah i i, I you know one of the things I think that helped me be successful Um, besides coming to Nebraska and wanting to do well out of fear of failure, right? I'd never wanted to be those guys that went off to college and they're back at their high school games every Friday night with some sort of story, you know, especially being obviously Chuck Foreman's son, because then you get a tenfold, right? Um, So, but being a ball boy and then growing up and um, I guess the, you know, the dinner table talk with not only my dad, but my uncles and stuff like that and meeting a lot of people that were just family friends and stuff like that. So I never, the moment meeting that was never too big. Right. So like from like Mr. T, right. My dad knows Mr. T. He, he came over, you know what I mean? Like he would be over. Um, you know, some other people like like Roy Firestone, right? He was always on he was on ESPN very early in media business. Know him very well. And I, you know, talk about when I was a young kid, one of the most influential times was uh, you know, I'll get into the ball boy was when I was able to my dad was retired. He, Jim Kelly was having his uh golf tournament out in Buffalo. He brought me with. I was of age to where I, you know, when they had stuff to do, I could just stay at the hotel. And I was in a limo with, and I'll never forget this, man. It was Bobby Brister, who we talked about yesterday. And yep. he was the funniest one because he had the biggest dip I've ever seen. And I'd never <laughs> seen dip before, but he had a dip Kill in Bobby. there. Dan Marino, who had another dip at midsize. John Elway, Jim Kelly, myself. My dad was like, threw me in there so I could get the experience. And he rode another, you know, car. Um, and and uh, and then like Boomer's, Boomer Sison was an indie. Those guys were gracious to me. They were all kind of together, kind of, the, you know, hamming it up. And they were all the best at their position at that time. And so that was very, so getting to college and seeing all this stuff, you know, being around big name people wasn't that big a deal. Now, as far as being a ball boy, when I got to the college or the pros, it was, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't say I already seen it before. But I'd seen it all though. I like because I used to. Here's what I used to do as a boy. You want to hear what I used to do as a ball I boy? We need to know. Yeah. So this is probably your clip, right? So, 
here's how I, now here's how I, here's how I figured out how to hustle a little bit, right? Hustling Jay Foreman, oh, yeah. okay. And I will tell you this: I learned it from uh, my man Erskine McDaniel's, right? That's almost as good as uh, Willie Ray Robinson. Yeah, but Erskine Erskine's <laughs> a good dude, man. He's a good brother. He lives in Houston now. Um, so Erskine, it was me and Erskine the first time. Well, we were the one that were close. There was a couple guys. Me and Erskine were kicking. He was older, right? So I was like, "Dang, man, you always, you know, because they were they paid us a little bit, but it was more or less room and board experience. You know, we got to be on the sidelines for the games. You know, that was cool, man. I mean, it was a summer job. We got paid now. I mean, you know, but it was more or less, you know, it was a lot of hard work. It's early mm-hmm. mornings, late nights. And Dennis Ryan, who's still there, is one of the best human beings on the face of this earth. And so he showed us, I mean, he's like, look, you guys are going to have fun, but you're going to work. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And so we get up at six in the morning. I'd actually probably about five in the morning, five thirty. We'd have to be. And the one thing I always did is I wanted to stay out of the players' way, right? Because they're grumpy in the morning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go down to the you know the training table, scarf down some food, walk up the block. We were in Mankato. Walk up. And lay out all the, you know, they used to have these like laundry bags, mesh bags, and mm-hmm. just over with their socks and jocks or, you know, undershirts or whatever. And then that was it. And then we go out and set up the field. Well, Erskine was slick. So, and he had been there a year before. So, what he did was, especially when we had pads, uh, you know, they were being pads, that guys would um, pay him to put, their pads in the in in their you know their pants and all this mm-hmm. other stuff and put it on their you know just save them time, and as when I got a pro I understood it. They pay you at the end of training camp, so he put me on game like the last two weeks. So I walked away with like a little bonus because they the players we I we used to I used to take pride in making sure the the two sided tape that their jerseys were immaculate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'd always like fight over doing the big name players so i wanted to make sure you know i just took pride in it right and so you know as soon as practice is over you know we're cleaning up you're dealing with you know you're in there like you got the gloves on it ain't it ain't a pretty job man you know what players I mean? are grumpy after a long practice too yeah it's just not you, you're you know you're seeing stuff you know it's dirty jocks dirty draws it is ain't fun you know but you gotta do what you gotta do and then we would uh sanitize the place and then we'd set up practice for whatever they had, if they had a practice or walkthrough, and then we'd, we'd be able to eat in between. Well, Erskine would get done and be up there, and, and um, he'd had a, he had a TV and stuff like that. So what I used to do, because Floyd Peters was, was it Floyd Peters was the D-line coach. That's it. Floyd Peters was the D-line coach. Um, Monty Kiffin was the, the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. This is how small the world is. So what I used to do, and I was – I knew some of the guys before, right? Just kind of, they knew of me or whatever. I'd sneak into the meetings. So they would never know I would be in there. So what, what happens is, is in uh, at Mankato State, is that you had to time it up perfectly. So you'd get in there, they'd do their breakdown, then the lights go off, right? But the door was open. 
right? Mm. So you, all you got to do is sneak and there's like a, like five feet, you know, from where the coach is into the door, maybe even a little bit more. So if you just come in there, tiptoe burglar, no big deal. I'd be up to like midnight or whenever they were watching tape. And then I always knew when they're about to cut it and, it, and you'd see it, and I'd get up and just walk out, go to my dorm. <laughs> so I was learning about defenses and and all the stuff that they would talk about. Just but and I didn't know what they were saying, but I was in there thinking I knew, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> I was learning that. And so it was great. And then my next year it was me and Lane. I say better ball by Erskine or Lane. Uh Lane. Because we were same age. Okay. Right. And Lane's the same dude, cocky, you know, whatever. He ain't even really cocky. He's just Lane. You know what yeah. I mean? And we'd hoop against each other uh, and hoop in there. And he was, he was, I like Lane. You know, I never had a problem with him. Um, And so we got in there and we both kind of divvied it up. Boy, we made some, we thought we made some money, right? Yeah, we, we did make some cash. And so we did that. And then, um, but it, what it taught me was I got to see how to work, you know, what it meant what the coaches, you know, what, what goes into being a coach, um, what, how it all kind of comes together where you see the, you know, I guess a good analogy is you see the, when we used to go to the Metrodome, the field would be blank. And then you see, you know, they would do the numbers and all that. And then we'd have to put the cones up and the pylons up. And then we'd have to have the kickers balls and the regular balls. And, you know, I won't say names, but I will tell you deflate gate was not new. Because I will tell you, every quarterback that I worked with on both side, both teams, mm-hmm. they would come to us as the home team ball boys. They would tell you, this is what we like, the the you know, PSI or whatever mm-hmm. of the of the footballs. Make it happen. Yeah. And then some some quarterbacks wanted you to take some Brillo pads to be more tactful, stuff like that. There's all types of tricks they should do. Here's my best training camp story, and you can clip this, is it was a hot practice. And they were going to – I want to say they were in a squad scrimmage against the Chiefs. I I, I, th- I think so. Because, yes, right, because the first year we they were at Man- in Mankato, next year we went to wherever the heck they were in the middle of nowhere. Heated practice. Competitive, right? So I'm up there cheering. I'm up there thinking, like, I'm in there. Like, kill them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just up there practicing. Well, Floyd Peters – Ran hot like Coach McBride. Tough. Tough. He always, always kind of had like, I don't know, he got the old like number one. Barely any, like he had a flat top, but it's barely any hair on there. High and tight. Tough dude. I must have been an old military dude. We had a good defensive line. We had Keith Millard, um, Henry Henry Williams. We call him Hank, or Chris Dolman, Al Noga. So Keith Millard was the dude. Right. It's kind of like Jason Peter here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was athletic, played at Washington State, great dude. And uh, he must have had a bad practice. Or, or Floyd kicked him out of practice. Oh, yeah. And Keith was funny because you'd always see him late for curfew. Right. I always, always see him running down there. And the one time I gave him a ride on my scooter. Well, anyways, he got kicked out of practice. So, one ball. So, in order to get ahead of cleaning up the stuff, we, one would go in early. Keith came in that back, and I was I, I was glad I was in the one part of the locker room. He was in there cussing up a storm, blah blah blah. And then the next thing you know, he took he must have took his helmet, and he was mad at Floyd, and just smashed. It wasn't even Gatorade; it was like the first like electrolyte drink. You know what I mean? Strix Haterade. Yeah, it was. Yeah, two four gallons of Strix Haterade. 
And it was direct. It was everywhere. And I was like, oh, crap. First of all, he mad, right? So I'm just staying in there. You know, I'm shaking his stuff. Next thing you know, he gets mad. He didn't even shower. He just left and went back to the dorm. Well, Floyd Peters comes in here looking for him because he had heard that he, you know, busted up the stuff. And every I'm talking about the whole place was silent. And I was over there scared. And he asked me if I'd seen him. I was like, I ain't seen nobody. I was like, I was in the bathroom <laughs> when I seen him. And, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever seen somebody, like, lose it at practice. And a coach and a player going at it. It was a good experience. Um, a lot of that stuff was fun, man. And so then when I got to college, you know, I knew what to do to compete. I just wasn't good enough yet. And so I kind of knew, like, what I needed to do. But it was, I was very blessed to see that. And um, it helped propel me to... I'd like to think it had a big influence in all those. I mean, I saw Chris Carter right after the Vikings got him for a dollar in a trade, you know, mm-hmm. Anthony Carter, who should, who probably was better than Chris Carter. Um, borderline hall of fame. I seen him. He's great. Hassan Jones is great. All those guys, Steve Jordan, who's Cam Jordan's dad. Mm-hmm. He gave me my, and this is, here's another funny story. Actually, you know what? We'll go to break. I'm going to tell you the story about Steve Jordan. Cause this has to do with the slew footed, right? So Steve Jordan who's Cam Jordan's dad was a he's in the ring of fame at the Vikings was a tight end from Brown Brown University Ron Brown also what he used to do to me when we uh how he was a big influence on me so we're going to take a quick quick break come back Jay Foreman Austin Norman old school we'll be right back you're listening to old school with DP and Jay Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 